Um, there was a story on the front page of the Herald Sun this morning that indicates, uh, at least with the CFA and the volunteer firefighting, the numbers are going backwards. So since 2014, uh, it's reported that almost 10,000 people have left the CFA, which is a real worry. I'd, I'd love to hear from you if you're one of them, a former volunteer firefighter. Why did you leave? One double three six nine three. One double three six nine three is that number. Or just you know, broadly speaking, if you're a volunteer, why do you do it? Or if you've left, why did you leave? It might be community sport. It could be animal shelters, uh, emergency services, local media. Have you noticed a drop off in volunteering? Certainly since COVID. Joining us on the line now is Mark Pierce, uh, the CEO of Volunteering Australia. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Well, let's stick with the CFA first up. Why do you think it's a case that so many have left? Well, it's interesting to look at emergency services. As, as you say, emergency services are a big part of Australian community, not just in metro areas, but certainly in remote and regional Australia. In fact, around about 400,000 people volunteer in emergency response and relief, um, and about 200,000 in fire services specifically. Um, and... I suppose that the, the declines we're seeing are very specific, obviously, to parts of the volunteering ecosystem, but they are broader. We've seen a decline in volunteering throughout the country, um, and it's been a longer-term decline. So if you think about that decline and certainly put the context around what you're seeing with the CFA, so prior to 2019, around about 36% of Australians volunteered their time through organisations and into community. When COVID hit, that uh, number fell by 66%. Fully two in every three volunteers stopped volunteering altogether. Um, and whilst some of those have returned, it hasn't returned to previous levels. So currently about 26% of Australians uh, volunteer through organisations. Um, so it's a big decline on where it was prior to COVID. And you see that in the CFA as well. Is it, is it a, you know, once again, we talk about, you know, the generation gap. Is it a generational thing whereby some of the older volunteers were brought up in a society whereby you did your bit? You know, you put your head down, your backside up and you just got on with it. Is there, is there a case now whereby younger people are a little reluctant to do that because they have more things at their disposal? Yeah, it's a really, it's a, this is a really interesting conversation and it's one that I'm engaged in quite a bit. What I see from the data, what I hear anecdotally and in conversation is that younger people are probably more involved in community than any of us think. They're more engaged in volunteering, but it's not necessarily informal volunteering. So what we would term formal volunteering is volunteering through an organisation and into community because of the uh, accessibility of uh, technology, for example, because of the changes that technology has brought upon the ability for people to engage within communities, younger people are engaging in less formal ways, more informal ways, uh, oftentimes spontaneous um, volunteering. You know, for example, someone needs a fridge moved at the, just on the corner of the street that you live in. They'll put something up on social media and within five, ten minutes, someone comes, helps, volunteers. It doesn't necessarily occur as much in organisations, but that volunteering, especially with younger people, is really, really a central part of what they do. And youth volunteering, younger people volunteering is 
at really high levels. So, I mean, you, you say the volunteering numbers are down to, what, about 26% now nationally. I mean, if they, right. if they were to drop to around 15%, there would be a lot of industries in a lot of trouble, wouldn't there? I mean, even things like aged care facilities, for example, that would, I guess, rely on volunteers in some way, shape or form, like trying to sort of, you know, add a bit of spark to the day for those residents, uh, whether it be in uh, childcare, for example, like even the old work bee, the working bee, the dads would go and do on a weekend around the local kindergarten, things like that. I mean, we would be in a lot of trouble if that was to drop around the 15% mark, wouldn't we? Yeah, we really would, and your point's particularly well made. And I think that one of the things that people don't necessarily realise is because volunteering is such a part of community, because it's always taken place, people don't tend to see it. Um, so it's invisible in full sight oftentimes. And the problem is when volunteer numbers, especially formal volunteer numbers, decrease, you see that industries, whether it be health or sport or emergency service, you run through the list of what keeps communities together. When those numbers fall, organisations rely upon volunteers and volunteers are oftentimes an integral part of an organisation's workforce, um, not necessarily uh, always acknowledged as such um, and certainly not always resourced appropriately. But if you, if you take, for example, charities in general, charities employ around about 10% of Australia's workforce, but they do so because they are able to be supported by about 3.6 million volunteers. If those volunteers aren't there, a lot of those jobs disappear and the charities aren't able to deliver into the communities and deliver the mission that they are, they're established to deliver. Well, and there, there's another conversation. I mean, the, the last thing you want to see when you're a volunteer for a charity is the, uh, the head of that particular charity poncing around in a Mercedes or a BMW. <laughs> it's true, and I, I think that... Um, we, we see that, uh, in general, uh, charities are, uh, are well-run, they're judiciously looked after, but they're oftentimes desperately under-resourced. And as a consequence, the volunteer workforce, which, you know, is not paid, but it costs money to, to maintain, to train um, volunteers, isn't necessarily there. And so, consequently, you see that uh, for a lot of charities, they're desperately under-resourced for a critical part of their workforce. Um, and it flows through into the way that people experience volunteering. So Volunteering Australia recently launched the National Strategy for Volunteering. Um, now, this is the first strategy in over 10 years. Um, it was a national effort to understand where volunteering is, the aspiration for volunteering and some of the problems that we need to address. One of those critical problems that needs to be addressed is improving the volunteer experience. Um, because it's not always the first thing that yeah. organisations think about. Okay. All right, nice to talk to you, Mark. Great to talk with you. Good on you, Mark Pierce, joining us there, the CEO of Volunteering Australia. And if you are volunteering, uh, whether it be in a, a charity shop, uh, whether it be at a local footy club, uh, why do you do it? And I guess one of the things, and it comes back to what I was mentioning earlier on about, you know, finding that right balance in the workplace, uh, you just want recognition for what you're doing. Not, not in a monetary sense, but just a pat on the back and just sort of say, look, good on you. Thanks very much for this, because if you didn't do it, then we don't know where we would be. You, you just want a little bit of gratitude from time to time. One Double three six nine three is that number. Uh, the CFA in particular is doing it tough at the moment in terms of their volunteers, and we'll address that after the break.